welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. I read from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with the superficial values and customs. Be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewal of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves that what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. There's no way we talk about renewed or renewing or renewal that we will not talk about the mind. As a matter of fact, the slogan for this church is transforming minds, transforming lives. And the Bible says there, don't be conformed. Don't copy the ways of the world. Don't copy their customs. Don't copy their behavior. Don't do things the way they do things. Say, but allow God to transform the way you think. Allow God to transform you by the way you think. Because the word trans means movement. And in that passage, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, transform there means metamorphosis. So as you allow God to change you, you are changing form. A new you is imagined. A new person is imagined. Transform, movement, trans, transport. You are moving, transplant is always movement. So when we hear transform, you are changing form. God can make you change form. That's why God can turn a sinner to become a saint. The Bible says in Psalm 19 that God's word has the power to convert the soul. So God's word has the power to make the simple, the foolish, become wise. So as we expose ourselves to the word of God, we are transforming. We are changing form. A new you is imagined. A new me is imagined. And that's powerful. That's the power of the gospel. God can change you if you allow him to change you. A sinner can become a saint. A thief can become a man of God. An adulterer can become a man of God. God's power has the ability to change us. And the word renew means the old giving way for the new. Amen? That's big. The word renew means to make like new. Old experiences giving way for new experiences. Old testimonies giving way for new testimonies. Old friendships giving way for new friendships. Old acquaintances giving way for new acquaintances. Old experience of God giving way for new experience of God. So, renew means to make new. And many times, the old will give way for the new. The Bible says that God made the old covenant obsolete, that he may establish a new one. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 13. God made a covenant to become obsolete in order to establish a new one. The Bible says he found fault in that old covenant. So he went on to make it obsolete in order to start a new one. So God is in the business of new. The God you serve is in the business of new. Since beyond the former things have come to pass, it's a new things I declare. Say before they spring forth, I will tell you of them. So God is always doing new things. And I pray in your life, in my own life, old things will give way for new things. In the mighty name of Jesus, old unprofitable acquaintances 
They will give way for new profitable acquaintances in the mighty name of Jesus. So to renew means to restore to freshness, to restore to vigor, to restore to strength. Renew also our family members, and his family members are revived. Revive means when the dead comes back to life. When God gives life to the dead, God can give life to dead brains. He can give life to dead wombs. So God also gives life to the dead. And when something is revived, a dead spirit can become a lively spirit. A dead soul can become a converted soul. You also have in the family of renew, the word regenerate. Regenerate means to ascend morally, to convert, to mature spiritually, to ascend morally. When you degenerate, you descend morally. But when you regenerate, you ascend morally. And all these are things that God has actually planned that we do and we become. So renew is to be refreshed, is to express new things. You can express a renewed vision, renewed vigor. You can have a renewed capacity. You can have a renewed anointing. Your anointing can experience freshness. You can have a renewed grace. God can unleash upon you new grace. He can give you greater grace. The Bible says the apostles ministered under great grace in the Acts of the Apostles. So God is in the business of doing the new. But you see, at the crux of the matter is the mind of man. Because if God wants to do the new in your life and if you don't allow him, he's just helpless. God will only help you to the extent you allow him to help you. God are the special people. They were peculiar to him. They were his treasure. They were the Israelites, the Jews of old. As a matter of fact, he made them many promises. And they were in captivity for 430 years. But just by one night, over a series of events, God brought them out of captivity with a mighty hand. And his plan was to take them to the promised land, was to take them to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. That was his plan. But somehow, because of their minds, he couldn't get them into the promised land. He did everything he could. He couldn't. A good number of them died in the wilderness. Is my prayer you will not die in the wilderness. Is my prayer your mind will not be blindfolded. The Bible says the way Satan keeps people away from God is to blindfold their minds. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. That Satan would blindfold people's minds. He will not allow them to see the gospel. He will not allow them to taste what God has in mind for them. So the critical thing is the mind of man. The art of the matter is the matter of the heart. It's my prayer God would make us new within us. He will renew us, renew our spirit man in the mighty name of Jesus. And the big question is this, how can I be renewed? That's a big question. And the first thing is that look, you have to be born again to be renewed. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, say, therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, that is, if he's grafted in, joined to Christ by faith in him as Savior, is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral, spiritual have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Being born again is not a religious cliche. Being born again is an encounter with the Holy Spirit. When God comes into you with a new spirit, and with a new heart, when God forgives your sins and wipes off your slates and gives you a new beginning, is an encounter of grace that when you truly encounter him, you can't remain the same. Nobody truly encounters God's grace and remain the same. 
Being born again is an experience of grace. It's an encounter. And as many who are yet to have that encounter, you will have it in the mighty name of Jesus. Is God giving us a new spirit? Is God giving us a new heart? Ezekiel 36, 26 said, look, I will give them a new heart. Is God taking away the heart of stone and replacing it with the heart of flesh? You that you were not listening to him before, is God making you listen? Is you becoming pliable in the hands of God? Is that stubborn streak being dealt a big blow by the Holy Spirit? Is God having his way in your life? The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, is a new creature, is a totally brand new person within. Because now he now has a new spirit, he has a new heart that is pliable in the hands of God. The heart of stone has been taken away, the heart of flesh has been put in there. It's a surgical spiritual operation. It's a wonderful experience. It's when all things become new. He's having a new life under a new master. And this master is a very good master. You know, he's relinquishing control of your life and handing it to Jesus. He's submitting yourself to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I now come under your authority, under your lordship. You know, you be the driver of my life. Being born again, he's saying, Jesus, be the driver of my life. Is a transition from being unregenerate to becoming a regenerate. In other words, when a man comes to Christ, he's renewed. He's totally renewed. But see, it doesn't stop there. It also has to be renewed. In other words, we have been renewed. We have also been renewed. Amen? So, that's the experience of being born again. How can I be renewed? Number two, overcome the past. And let me tell you this. The past ended yesterday. Amen. If you don't learn to overcome the past, you cannot work with God. The Bible says so clearly, Psalm 32, verse 1, say, blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Say, blessed is the man that the Lord will not impute his transgressions against him. So somehow, this amazing grace of God, you make a mistake, you say, Lord, please forgive me. He wipes off your slates. Because Jesus paid the price for the forgiveness of our sins. So, overcome the past. For the new to come, you have to learn to jettison the old experiences. You know why people at times don't get many miracles? Because they remembered two years ago how they fasted and prayed for a miracle and the miracle didn't happen. So, the past is blocking their present. They can't believe God because they have so many experiences of unanswered prayers. If you're always living in the past... You cannot work with God satisfactorily. The past has a way of disturbing the present and the future. The past is powerful. If anybody tells you the past is not powerful, don't mind them. The Bible says all things are passed away. You have to make up your mind. My past is my past. A new lease is before me. A future is before me. And by the grace of God, I will run the race. You are supposed to run it. Because if you always live in the past, you can't make a headway with God. The vulture feeds on dead things. But the eagle you have, the eagles never feed on dead things. Eagle always feeds on living and fresh things. The dead is in the tomb. The future is in the womb. If you always look back, you always feed on the past, you are feeding on dead stuff. Because as far as God is concerned, it's no more an issue. And it's my prayer God will give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Some people can't go for it because they keep on reliving old victories, old successes. Yes, it's okay if you can relive old success as a platform to launch yourself for the future. So please, Bible says, God said, 
Don't remember the former things. Say, don't call the things of old. Say, behold, I will do a new thing. And it shall spring forth. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Say, look, I will do a new thing. Say, learn to forget the past. Learn to forget it. Because if you don't forget it, you'll not be able to launch forward. The only thing the past is good for is to help you to launch. When David saw God, he said, look, David remembered that God gave me victory over the lion, over the bear. God also gave me victory over this circumcised Philistine. So the past is good for us to be able to launch out into the future. How do I become renewed? By renewing the mind. You see, the mind of man is too powerful. Many times we focus so much on the spirit, which is great. You know, if you have a very buoyant spirit, it's great. You can pray and your prayers can shake things. Wonderful. But believe me sincerely, you still need your mind. Because the problem with man is always the mind. Amen. If God can take a hold of your mind, he has taken a hold of you. The strongholds are in the mind. The doubts, the fears are in the mind. The feelings, the low self-esteem is in the mind. It's just the mind of man. And you know, the mind has a way of limiting you if you don't learn to educate the mind. This church, the slogan is transforming minds, transforming life. Because if you actually allow God to work on your mind, if you can actually change form from time to time in your mind, you will go far in life. Because for you to break out, you have to first of all break in. Because it challenges the issues are actually in the mind. Oh yes, you can see people praying, they pray, but next second they are speaking doubts. It's because of the way their mind is wired. Faith is of the mind. That's why the Bible says meditate on these things. Wrap your mind around what is good, what is lovely, what is, say, wrap your mind, wrap your mind around it. Every time your mind speaks, every time your mind is agitating, every time your mind is worrying, why don't you tell that mind that God is in control? The Bible says we become a partaker of God's divine nature by God's promises. Say, he's giving us great and precious promises by which we shall become partakers of divine nature. So, we are divinity by nature, you know, because now we have the nature of God, we have the seed of God in us, but we are also divinity by the word of God, by the promises of God. That word is too powerful. So, every time your mind is agitating, telling you, ah, there is fire on the mountain, tell your mind, there is no fire on the mountain. Healing is in the mind. Even medical science tells us, if you are emotionally troubled, the medication you are drinking cannot help you. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. You know, the mind is a critical thing. Somebody said it's a terrible thing. The mind is a terrible thing to waste because all the junk is in the mind. The Bible is not what goes into the mind that defies the mind. It's what comes out of the mind. So it's always a matter of the mind. You have to learn to renew your mind on a daily basis. Educate your mind. You are in control of that mind. Just like you are in control of your hand. You are in control of that mind. And you better let your mind be aligned with the word, which is why it's always good to know the word of God. You have to memorize it. We are Christians because of the word of God. If you don't have the word of God, you are not a Christian. Because the Bible says he actually gave back to us through the word. And we continue on this journey of faith by the word. So if you are not a word person, a word practitioner, it will be difficult for God to work with you. Spiritual growth is not reflected in the spirits of men, but in their minds. So when we say somebody is growing spiritually, 
It's not because the person is seeing visions every day. You can see vision. You can be gifted and not be growing spiritually. Spiritual growth is of the mind. Paul said, say, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became mature, I put away childish things. So there's a way children speak. There's a way children understand. So, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So spiritual growth is of the mind. Say so to be carnally minded is death. When you wrap your mind too much around the issues of this life, the Bible says you'll be miserable. It's the Bible. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 6. So to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you learn to wrap your mind around the word of God, you'll be peaceful. You know where people are miserable? They want to become this. They want to become that. They want to attain to this. They want to attain to that. So before long, they're agitated. It's good to aspire, but for God's sake, wait for God. If you are comfortable, the word of God will tell you, be patient. So spiritual maturity is also of the mind. That's why the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. In other words, if you believe and you keep on believing and you can see God working, it's possible. But people fail because they have a scattered mind. Say, so a double-minded man will not receive anything from the Lord. Whatever you ask, he said, ask in faith. Say, so don't be doubtful. He said, don't be like the wave of the sea that is tossed and blown. In other words, be rest assured. Wrap your mind around what you are trusting God for. Remind yourself, remind your mind that this is the goal I'm pursuing from time to time. The mind is too powerful. Carnality is not a feeling. It's a state of the mind. Spirituality is also a state of the mind. The mind is too powerful. It's too powerful. So, as you are getting renewed in your mind, you are changing form. A new person is imagined, and that's powerful. You may not even know it, but people around you know it. How does God raise people? By working on their minds. That's how God raises people. If you want to become a man of God, the place God works on is your mind. He told Abraham, he said, look, I've made you a father of nations. And guess what? Abraham never saw himself become a father of nations because he died. But all of us today are children of Abraham. But Abraham believed. He embraced it. And he went ahead to confess that I'm a father of nations. In his mind, he was Abraham, father of nations. You have to become it before you see it. And you become it inside. You become it inside. You want to be rich? If you are not rich within, you can't be rich without. It's also a transition. And you better learn to transition your mind from poverty thinking to prosperity thinking. You have to learn to educate the mind. Before you become it, you have to first and foremost become it inside. Human beings create things two times. You create first and foremost with your mind before you create it outside. The Bible says nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined to do. Nothing. Nothing. That's part of the power of the mind. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 13, this all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar, they were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The Bible talks about the patriarchs, Hebrews chapter 11, people of faith, that God gave them promises. Those promises cannot be fulfilled except with us, in us, new covenant saints. And the Bible says they saw those promises afar. They were assured of those promises. They embraced them and they confessed. It's all in the mind. Abraham came to a point of full persuasion that what God has promised, God was also going to do. God was showing Abraham his future. 
So, new thoughts replacing old thoughts is how we are renewed, where we educate the mind. This word also affects your brain. I hope you know that um, people behave the way they behave because their brain is structured a particular way. The brain of man is very powerful. So at times, because your brain is already programmed, every man is a programmable creature. But if you just allow God patiently work on your mind, God can change, he can restructure your brain. Also, how do we get renewed as I begin to round up? It's also by spending time with God. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as a refresher. Is the one that renews. Is the moisturizer. So when you learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you worship him, you learn to pray in tongues very regularly, he renews you. At 120 years, Abraham's eyesight were perfect. His natural force did not abate. He didn't lose steam. As he was growing older, he was getting stronger. That's the power of God. But because he was so much in tune with God, he was so much in communication with God, God was touching him from time to time. God was moisturizing him. He was massaging him from time to time. He will moisturize you. He's the balm of Gilead. He'll put his balm on you and just pamper you. Bible says the Holy Spirit is also our refresher. He's the one that refreshes us. Said, so, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run. They will not be tired. They will walk. They will not faint. What happens when you're actually in God's presence is that God takes your weakness and infuses into you his strength. It takes our sin, it gives us his righteousness. It takes our sicknesses, it gives us his healing. That's what happens. The Bible says with open face, we should behold the glory of God and we're also being changed into that same image. So when you come to God, it rubs off on you. When you learn to hang around God regularly, yes, you're not perfect. When you learn to love him, you praise him in closet, you praise him in public, you just love him, love him, love him, it rubs off on you. God renews our youth. He also renews our vision. He makes us to see. He makes us to have a better perspective. He renews our strength. And that will be your testimony. That will be my testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.